0: I know I'm not wearing makeup again Bijou, but they're just going to have to get used to what a natural woman looks like. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute, because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Tyra Rivera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Tyra Rivera. I'm your host, Tyra Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Would not be here. But let's not focus on that. In case anybody is wondering, my co-host, Snoopy Bijou, is currently enjoying a steak bone. Because I had steak tonight, and when I have steak... Bijou gets to go hog wild and have the bone, you know. She's my little dog, and she gets the bone. And that's the agreement that we've had for quite a while now. And I don't plan to change that agreement at any point. You know I'm going to tell you guys. Um, last week's episode brought out a bunch of lies from Ralph Tutella, which I'm going to be honest. I was expecting better because I had considered Ralph to be more of a straight-up guy, and the number of lies he came out with was just ridiculous to me. And I may not always be the nicest person I don't even know that that's true to tell you the truth you know I know that people say that and sometimes when people say something about you enough you begin to think that maybe that's true but I don't really feel like that's the case especially in this situation but let's just go with that let's just say I may not always be the nicest person but nobody calls me a liar Because I'm not lying about the way that things go down things go down the way that they go down And I try to be as honest as I can on unbothered because this is basically like my therapy I know I said that before, but I don't think most people get that like I will keep most stuff in for most of the week And then once I get to unbothered all bets are off and I'm like, all right We're gonna talk about whatever it is that's going on and the thing that happened with the ralph situation is i really did like him and i really was respecting him but he just messed up if i have to put it in very simple terms for people because obviously people don't understand when i add colorful language and i'm fun and i'm what a comedian is supposed to be which is every once in a while a little sarcastic a little fun you know you just play with the way things are but what i was trying to say was Ralph screwed himself because even though in one of his videos I saw he had said that I want to be in charge of everything, anybody that's worked with me knows that that's not true. Technically, I want to be in charge of as little as possible, and that's not at all because of laziness. It's just, I'm not an expert in certain things. So when I have people help me out with things, if somebody says that they're more proficient in something, I'm like, okay, well then you handle that. But I also, just from the background that I have, have always believed that you don't have to stay on people. People will just do what it is they say. And that's something that has carried through and been true for the most part in most situations. Like I always bring up Laughed Out because that's the biggest production that I've been a part of. And I am the founder of Laughed Out Comedy Festival. I was the person that came up with the whole idea. But did I do all the work? Most definitely not. Steven and Jaws did a lot of work. And the thing with Steven and Jaws is we would meet once a week and we had to meet all the way from like March until January. And so we would meet once a week, and then we would give each other assignments. And sometimes it would be like not even giving each other assignments, just the person that was talking, like, say, me would be like, okay, I need to get in touch with this person. I will make sure that I handle that. And then, like, you know, Jocelyn handled a lot of the minutes, you could say, and she was very organized. So a lot of times, Stephen is also very organized. I probably was the most disorganized out of the three of us, but... I also feel like as long as I keep all my stuff together and I know what it is I'm supposed to do, then that's as on task and organized as I need to be. And if you talk to either of them about that situation, it wasn't like I was ever lagging. It wasn't ever like you know they had to come to me and be like, look, Ty, you're not getting stuff done. I get stuff done. I mean, I'll write down everything because like I always say, I have a bad memory. So I'll write everything down and make sure that I know what it is I'm supposed to do. But then when we meet up the following week, We would either let each other know that what we were supposed to do had gotten done, or we would let each other know why it hadn't gotten done and what the update was. And it was a really good system, and we never had to be on top of each other. I don't think any of us had to have that conversation. Of course, when you're working for that many months together, there's going to be small disagreements and little places where it's like, okay we could be doing better in this situation or in this particular area, but there wasn't like huge blowouts and me just trying to get my way because things would never work out that way. And also, like I said, I don't want to be in charge of everything. So Ralph was going off my reputation and I really don't respect when people try to use my reputation against me when I haven't been that guy with them. And Me and Ralph didn't have those kinds of problems the only real problem outside of when he quit which the lesson there would be don't listen to the open micers because they're gonna steer you in the wrong direction because what I had told Ralph from the beginning was I would make enough off of the streaming so that we didn't have to worry about people coming or charging people to come in that way we could give um, the people from chanclas and the Thunderbird Uh, the confidence and let them see that people will actually show up. And then as long as they made money off the bar, they were going to be fine. And so I told Ralph, what we'll do is we'll take the full two months and we'll pay what we're supposed to pay for the two months. And then we'll show them what it is we can do. And then we'll renegotiate, you know, so that was the plan from the beginning. And then What happened was Ralph dropped out and I wasn't able to do everything that I had to do on every front. So I had to stop what I was doing because I'm about to ruin, just playing, uh, the image and the style that you're used to. But no, so I had to stop what I was doing and then I had to manage everything else. So I didn't really get to do everything the way that I wanted to do it, but I had to just accept that. Because like I said, there wasn't time for a lot of thinking there was just time to like do what it was that needed to get done. So I didn't have time to be upset with Ralph. I didn't have time to like lament about what might have went wrong because really nothing went wrong between the two of us nothing had went wrong at all like he just went to that open mic and then he said that i wouldn't stop talking about it after he had hung out with adam and that was a conversation we had one time because i don't feel like i should have to say that more than once like if my thing is i don't care who you hang out with yes if you're hanging out with somebody that's trying to tear me down but you're at the same time Using me for lack of a better term because really he wasn't using me. We had a business agreement So I don't mean using me in that way But just using me to get ahead, you know, because me and you are supposed to be working as a team and You're hanging out with somebody that's actively like trying to down me then eventually yes I will get tired of that and it never would have been my business and I never would have brought it up I knew he was going to taco dive bar that night, which is where Adam is. I think he hosts that show and so I wasn't tripping off of that or I would have said that before he even went but when you come to me later And you want to tell me about all the people that are against me and all the people that hate me Well, yeah, don't bring that negativity to me because i'm gonna tell you outright that i'll separate from myself from you I don't care who you are if that's what you're doing Then ralph hit me up and he was like you don't owe me any money and i'm like, of course I don't owe you any money. You didn't give me any money Our agreement was with the people from chanclas and the thunderbird and really if they wanted to, technically, they could keep us both on the hook for money and they chose not to, they said that they weren't gonna do that, but they didn't give me any money back. So it's like, we both lost out on a certain amount of the money we initially put up. So I don't really know what he thought he would be owed or why he would think he'd be owed, but there's no way that I owe him anything. You know, like maybe he can, Go talk to somebody else about that and then they'll decide that they do want to hold him to the money that he owes for his part. But, you know, I mean, that's between him and them if he wants to make a fool of him in that way, himself in that way, because I know if anybody calls me in about it, I'll just be like, yeah, that was the agreement. So I don't know why he's even trying to come at them acting like anybody owes him money. Nobody owes him money. Nobody fired him. Nobody got rid of him. He got rid of himself. He hit me up out of nowhere. And it was pretty much out of nowhere when he actually hit me up, but I already knew he was on his way out because like I said, he had let them get in his head and there's no opportunity that you're gonna miss by working with me. It's just not the way it works. Like I'm not even losing out on opportunities because I'm me and I'm doing the stuff that I'm doing because really I'm not doing anything wrong. Like if you think about every situation that's happened with me, I've just been asking people to act like professionals and there's nothing wrong with asking people to act like professionals. Just behave like a professional. When I'm working on something, I don't want you bringing negativity to me. Even if we're just friends, I don't want you bringing negativity to me. Do you know how many people there are that I could throw under the bus if I wanted to just because they've said something about somebody that they're supposed to be friends with and I guess maybe I should have seen that as a red flag on this particular scene because here in Las Vegas on the comedy scene the open mic scene to be more clear there are a lot of people that hang out with each other but then talk negatively behind each other's back now the way I feel about that is if somebody tells me something but doesn't tell the person that they're actually directing it towards I see that as more of something that I would judge them about. Like, I try not to judge people on that, but at the same time, I do feel like, okay, well, why do you hang out with them all the time if you're just gonna talk negative negatively about them? Like, that's one thing he said in his video. He was like, yeah, we were all hanging out, talking about Ty, and it's like, so you were working with me and talking negatively about me? Like, how does that make sense? And how would you think that's gonna make for a productive work environment when you, Don't even respect the person that you're working with enough to just not say negative things about them And like I said, we'd had no negative interactions except for when we were going to El Paso I'm gonna buy one of the arms for this. It's time for me to just step up and do that I've been lazy, but you know, I'm feeling Like holding this mic is starting to get on my nerves, but we're gonna make it through this episode Oh, we're gonna make it through this episode, but the thing was when it came to us going to el paso there was a situation that happened where he had headlined chanclas thanks to me like i'm the one that did make that happen i got asked about it and i was like yeah he could headline it and really i didn't know for sure if he could headline it but i thought it would give him some confidence to be asked to headline something and you know that's what it was and so i stepped in and was like yeah he can headline it And so that was courtesy of me. You're welcome, Ralph. But he didn't do well. And it was a tough room that night. There was nobody there. I was tired. I chose not to go up. That was the night we talked to Chancla's about our uh, residency. You know, like we worked out the details with them or they told us what it was they wanted. And then we had to think about it, talk about it, make a decision. So that was that same night. And we were supposed to go to El Paso immediately after because we had to be in El El Paso by Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, technically, but I wanted to be there early in the afternoon. So I told him from the beginning that we were supposed to leave right after we were done at Chancla's, right after he was done at Chancla's. And so he was getting ready to go, get off stage. And I, in my head, I was like, all right, well then he should be on his way to me. And he hadn't brought his bags with him because he said he would have felt homeless bringing his bags in which didn't make sense to me but he didn't have his bags and then his girlfriend had to take their car and so i was like all right but in my head i was like that's kind of a dumb move but i'm not gonna make a big deal of this so he says he has to wait for his girlfriend to bring his stuff and i felt like well that's the kind of thing you could do as you're about to get on stage and then hopefully she gets there by the time you're off stage but that's not the way it played out so i was getting ready to leave and then he, you know, should have been getting off stage. And then it took him like a long time to come to me, which I don't live that far from Chonclas. I'm like maybe ten minutes away, especially at that time of night, because you know, it was like after midnight, I want to say, or at least after eleven thirty. Anyway, it was so disrespectfully long that I actually considered leaving him because. I don't like, again, I know some people think that's an asshole move, but it's not like friends going on a trip. That's what people don't get is I've been on major tours, not my own. I'm very clear about that. And I'm very realistic about where I am in this business. But for example, when I was on the road with Gabriel Iglesias, you fly into the first place. In this particular case, it was Washington, D.C., the time that I remember. And so... We flew into Washington, D.C., or I got flown into Washington. I got flewed out. Um, But I did get flown into Washington, D.C., and so I land, I get to the venue, and then we're told, because, you know, you have to take a tour bus to the next city, and there's – the whole crew is on the tour bus, really, and it's got, like, all the beds and stuff. It's a top-of-the-line nice tour bus. It's Gabriel Iglesias. He makes a couple dollars here and there. We were doing arenas. So that lets you guys know – what kind of situation this was but the thing was um you just would get a text message from the road manager and they would you know and it would go out to the group to all of the comics And it would tell us what time we had to be on the bus. So you could party if you wanted to. You could go to the gym if you wanted to. Whatever you wanted to do after the show, you were welcome to do. There was nobody there to drive us, I don't think. There were people that would run errands, like could get us food and stuff like that. But nobody was gonna like drop you off at a club or something like that. So I chose to stay on the tour bus because if I stay on the tour bus, I know I'm gonna be there on time. And I think our call time for the tour bus that particular night. The first night we got there was something like 5 a.m. And one of the other comics had been out drinking. And the way that it works, because it's such a big production, is as soon as it's time for you to get on the tour bus or it's 5 a.m., you know, which is when the tour bus is leaving, that means you have to be on the tour bus by 5 a.m. If you're not on the tour bus by 5 a.m., we just leave it's not it's a whole production and we're not waiting around for one person and one of the comics got left behind because he wasn't on the tour bus at, t- at the time and i saw the opposite side of it or the other side you know he obviously was out doing whatever he was doing but uh there was no malice when the conversation happened it was just like all right well so and so is not here I guess we just have to go now. And we just went ahead and left, you know, and it wasn't anything that there was going to be any discussion about because, like I said, it's a whole production. The driver has certain hours that he has to sleep. He also had, like, you know, we had to drive until, I don't remember. I know the sun was up and it was full-on day by the time we got. So, so like, you know, maybe eight hours that we were in the tour bus, like, riding, you know, I fell asleep right after 5 a.m. or something like that, and it was very comfortable for me. I really did enjoy that trip but anyway the point is The other comic that got left behind, he wasn't mad and didn't have any feelings about it. He just flew himself to the next city, and I guess that was kind of an expensive flight because it was last minute, but he knew it was his responsibility to either get himself to the next city or meet us in the next city after that, or however it worked out, but it wasn't our responsibility, and that's really the way I see it, even with just me being one person, especially when I'm the nighttime driver. You know, if I'm the nighttime driver, then I want to get on the road as early as possible so that I can drive a good several hours before I actually have to go to sleep. And I knew that day I was tired because I had that meeting and stuff like that. So I knew I didn't have a lot of driving in me, but I wanted to get on the road as soon as we possibly could. And he really did take disrespectfully long. And there was even a point where he wasn't returning my messages and i was just like there's no excuse for that like really if you needed to get your bag it would only take so long for you to get your bag anyway and then he got dropped off over here and it was the kind of situation where i was just very annoyed because that shouldn't happen like don't slow me down when i'm doing you the favor of bringing you on the road and on his video he said that i asked him to do el paso i didn't ask him to do el paso he asked me because i had posted on facebook that I was looking for somebody that could cover the time. And at, the t- at that time, we I don't think we're quite in talks yet to do the residency, but he did mention that he wanted to work with me and I knew eventually I was gonna give him a shot at working with me. So I was like, all right, send me a video. It wasn't a great video. And that's not being shady either. I don't think people understand how technical I am when it comes to standup. Like I could even critique my own stuff and tell you guys what it is I don't like about what it is I do. So when it comes to other people I can definitely tell you that I would not have sent this tape to anybody really I mean like not to book work like you You send a tape to somebody or a link to somebody of a performance where you're killing it not where you just do So so but maybe that's his idea of killing it because he always does say he kills it But then when I saw him for three nights in a row in El Paso, which El Paso is real audience You know, they're actual shows or maybe it was four nights But anyway when I saw him in El Paso for the shows that we did he never killed it he always just did all right which he took as an insult but for me that's just what it is like what do you want me to do lie and be like you were amazing no you weren't amazing you were just okay that was it you were satisfactory at best so I don't know why people can't take this for what it is, but, and I wouldn't have cared that he fired back, you could say, or, you know, had a response to the stuff that I said. My thing is just why all the lying, you know? He even lied and said that, I hadn't paid my money to the Chonklas people like that. He was the only one that was financially invested. And then I went in and produced the money order for that on another video that I did just in response to it. And I personally didn't even talk in that video. I typed a couple of things, but I didn't talk in that video. You can see it on my Instagram. You can also see it on my Facebook, but look on my Instagram cause it's just a couple of videos back and it's got the same cover photo Bijou in the role with it. Um, But, you know, it's like for me, these things are just they made me really not respect him because it's fine If you want to say, you know, what your side of the story is and tell what you thought or what your perspective was But when you start lying and saying that, you know, you didn't know that I had given my money Because that's what he tried to fall to next And then he tried to say that the owners of chanklas I had said that the owner of Chanklas would let me slide on my money or that I thought they would that conversation never happened because the owners of chanclas, which is one thing that I really do respect about them, is yes, they really do like me. They really do love me, you know, like in the way that I do promote for them. And I do really like, you know, I love them. I think they're great people. But the thing is, they're very businesslike when it comes to that. So when they say this is what we need from you in order for you to use this room, they mean this is what we need from you in order to. To use this room. Ralph had asked me if we could take a little longer, and I didn't want to make him look bad because I told him from the beginning, like, you know, I'm ready to go with the money they want. Um, You know, I don't have it to throw away, but at the same time, I do have it. So, you know i'm ready to go when you're ready to go and he wanted to wait like i think it was a week after we'd had the conversation and they knew that we were good for it or that we weren't going to bullshit them and so you know they said okay and so i was like all right well then i'll make mine for closer to when you give yours that way they don't feel like they're just waiting on you and so that's what we did and i had messaged them on thread which i produced that on the video too like you know the conversation where i told them when i was going in and ralph was a part of that thread and he had seen that post because facebook shows you when people see things and so he knew that that had gone down that way but he still tried to paint it like he was the only one that got financially that was financially invested and There were so many things that he said afterwards that I just was like, just lies. All that. He said that I chose the date. No, technically, he wanted a date even sooner than that. He wanted June 12th and 13th. And I remember that because at one point, his drunk ass was like, you know, I want June 12th or 13th because I'm going to get a tattoo that's this particular number. And, like, he had this whole... But I also realized because, like I said, I don't tell when other people say things about people because I feel like it would unnecessarily be causing shit. Like, that's the reason I don't tell people what other people have said about them. I always keep that to myself. But when, uh, you know, when that particular situation came up, uh, it was like, God damn it, why did I forget what I was about to say? I hate when I do that. But anyway. Um, so the thing was just like, he wanted June 12th and 13th, which wasn't going to happen. Like that would have been like literally, I think two weeks or maybe three at the most. No, two probably. And so we were like, and then he was like, okay, if we can't get the 12th or 13th, cause that wasn't looking like it was going to be possible. So he was like, then let's make it the weekend after. So then that turned out to be like the 17th and 18th or whatever it turned out. <clears throat> whatever it turned out to be the or no uh let's see did we do did i do the 12th and 13th after all i think i did Oh, yeah, so that's the way it worked out. So that was yeah now that I remember if it was the 12th and 13th that we did Those were the exact days he had asked for so sorry I get confused every once in a while because I do forget things sometimes but like when people start lying about things then suddenly my memory gets really clear I don't know why that is why it works out that way, but it just does suddenly I'm like All right, let's get some clarity going on here um So yeah, it was the 12th and 13th because last weekend would have been the 18th and 19th and we couldn't do whichever one was Juneteenth. So he had specifically asked for those days. So I gave him the exact days that he wanted. I made sure that that happened because you know that's what he said he wanted. So that was a lie. Like I said, he kept saying that I told him over and over about the Adam thing and we only had to have that conversation once because once I tell you that one time, if you do it again... Then I'm just not gonna hang out with you anymore or I'm not gonna give you access to me Like that's one thing that I don't like when it comes to people when they have access to me be it through text or uh, Direct message and they want to share negativity with me I'll eventually block them or like and I'll be like we can be friends in real life or when we see each other but I'm not gonna have you giving me negativity and I know that people Think that for some reason i'm supposed to listen to that, but I just don't want to I don't see how that's Gonna help me out or how that's a value to me in my life, you know And I know that that bothers a lot of people about me Unbothered though, but it does bother people about me that I really don't care about other people's opinions Like that's why I don't change what it is I'm doing because other people think like oh, you're not nice enough not nice enough to who because if you're actually friends with me Then you know that I'm nice as nice as I need to be am I the softest guy in the world? No, I'm not and that's not my background That's not what my family's like and that's not what I'm gonna pretend to be like Why would I want to pretend to be nicer than I am or sweeter than I am? when that's not my personality am i empathetic yes i'm very empathetic towards my friends and i understand that different things happen you know he was making it sound like i had a problem with him traveling i don't care about the traveling but when you're already not getting stuff done and then we're a week out and your job is to be street team and promotion and you haven't even ordered tickets like and i'm going to explain to you guys for those of you that want to promote something that's free Always go by the 10% rule and if you can do even more than that because what you want you're going to have to put out like if you're doing free tickets and like when I do free tickets I make them look really professional so people feel like they're getting something that is of value and they'll usually have excuse me they'll usually have a ticket price on them and you know you use a graphic like something and he hadn't designed the ticket he hadn't gotten the graphic ready he hadn't sent me the graphic which i could have told him where to get tickets you know where to order them but he acted like he had everything covered and he hadn't done anything and i was like we really have to order these tickets ahead of time because if you don't know anything about printing they'll really get you on the postage If You don't get stuff and especially, you know, because we wanted At least a hundred people for each show like that was the plan when we were working together was to have a hundred people for each show You know and I told him don't worry about them paying, you know I'm working on the money part so that we don't have to worry about that. So just worry about the free tickets Well, if you're gonna give out free tickets like I said It's a 10% rule. So if you want to get 400 people there obviously that means you get four thousand tickets and yeah that's a lot to hand out and especially in the vegas market because the vegas market market especially when you're talking about tourists is very transient so it really doesn't do you any good to start giving those tickets out any sooner than three or four days at the most like four days at the most in vegas it's one of the problems we had with laughed out when it came to promoting and i wouldn't say problems because we really did work around it well but we weren't like i think ces or one of the really big conventions was in town right before we did laughed out and it was like okay well we can hand out literally a hundred thousand flyers to them we can do that but these are all people that are going to be gone three or four days later so they're not even going to be around for the shows. so that's a waste of printing but he hadn't gotten the tickets printed and here we were a week before the show and he's talking about going out of town to do like I said an open mic a glorified open mic Which she was trying to maintain that was a show Here's the way I know it wasn't a show because you were headlining it and that's not to be mean But ralph Totella is not headlining actual shows actual clubs. That's just what it is I'm, sorry to break it to everybody. I know that sounds scandalous and mean, but it is what it is so you were there to do an open mic and I understand you want to travel but that's something we had discussed too like I had told him once we get this up and running I don't care if you leave for a weekend and I handle everything but when we're talking about one week before we actually open and you haven't done any of the stuff because he kept saying that he was gonna sell the streaming like I was you know that he was also gonna do that and he was like I just need to talk to some people and I'm gonna do a marathon I'm gonna do it on Facebook live which Facebook live makes people look nuts that's the truth about Facebook live especially when you do it from your personal page and you're supposed to be a comedian when you're talking to Facebook live you seem like you're coming apart it's just the way that Facebook live works especially if you're another comic and you know anything about that because if you're doing that from your personal page then you're not getting the back end you're not getting the analytics you don't know how many people are watching for how long they're watching so you're not able to gauge it in a professional way you're not ever going to be able to monetize it so you really are screwing yourself when you do Facebook live from your personal page personal page if you're supposed to be a professional comedian and I tried to explain that to him at a point but for some reason he likes using Facebook live on his personal page But, you know, there were a lot of things like that. And what I was going to say about people talking about each other, I just remembered, is when people would talk to me about Ralph, the main thing that people would say was that he was a blowhard. And that's exactly what ended up happening. He ended up being a blowhard because all the way up until he quit, he kept telling me, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do. And then he never did anything he said aside from pay his part of the money. Like outside of that, he didn't do anything else to do with the show like nothing. I mean like, oh, I lied. He did the ticket links, but the ticket links all went to his accounts. So it's like, if you're not working, you're not doing anything. I'm not having money that I'm raising through my people go through your accounts. And so, you know, like I think he sold like eight tickets off of his account and several of them were my friends, like three or four of them were my friends. So maybe even more than that. But, you know, that's before I realized that he was going to be lazy. But like also with me, if I do it through a Venmo, then I don't have to absorb the cost for using the ticketing system. Neither does the customer or my friend, I should say. So that cuts that out. It keeps it right at the price we say it's going to be. Also for me. When it comes to like being inspired to work, like I told you guys, the way it works is I'll send the messages out and then people will, after a while, start hitting me back and asking me for payment info. Well, when I hear that little cha-ching that Venmo gives you, it inspires me to keep working and i get to see in real time what it is they're sending i don't need to wait for an email to come through through the ticketing system it's just for me it's right there and then also you know it goes directly to my account at that point and it should because those are all my people and had we continued to work on the project that money would have gone to our project the way it was supposed to. But since he didn't end up doing anything, then it just went to what became my project. And so, you know, that's what it was. And it was an expensive thing to run because I paid all the comics, and I'm not going to lie and say I paid them a lot of money, but I paid all the comics. I paid the video guy. I paid everything that I was supposed to pay. I took care of everything that I was supposed to take care of, and I used that money to do it. So I don't really know what exactly was going through his head when he tried to lie the way he did, you know, on his Facebook lives and stuff like that and why he thought I wouldn't call that out. Then he was acting like nobody knew who Ty Rivera was. And then I showed proof that. He's been around people that definitely know who I was who I am when he was in LA and he had sent me Saying that, you know, there were three other people and that everybody was asking him about me And if you know that I telling him that I was the only comic they knew from Vegas or that lived in Vegas So and it's like, you know, it's just not even true of the way stand-up works Like that's one of the things I hate about When people lie about me is people act like nobody knows who you are and it's like, all right, well, you know Do I think every open micer in every city knows who I am? No, I don't but do comics that are worth the fuck know who I am? Most of them. Yeah, it's just the way it is. I've been around a long time and I do really well so it's, you know, like, that's undeniable. Then he had Brad Golby with him, which I saw Brad Gulby tonight, and Brad Gulby made a fool of himself because Brad Golby had been talking about me, like I said, and then I see him tonight, and he gets nervous when I'm on, when I'm there because I was sitting there in the front, and it was because I was there to see Sean Fitzsimmons, which most people call Fitzy, you know, me and Fitzy are friendly, and he had actually asked me to be there to see his set or said he would record a set for me because we're thinking about working on something stuff and I know you guys are probably thinking this could go bad and so am I kind of but not really because Fitzy is a very straight-up guy which is what I thought about Ralph but anyway I really do feel like and Fitzy does yoga and he's more connected in a different way so I feel like me and Fitzy could actually work together because the thing is I'm not gonna let any of these bad it's it's sort of like you know falling in love or being in relationships you know and it is relationships you know if you think about it it's just not romantic relationships but you can't let the fact that a relationship didn't work out sour you on love completely so when it comes to working with other comics it's like what am i gonna do never trust another comic again or never work with another comic because some of them haven't worked out the fact of the matter is most of them have worked out i've been doing this for 18 years i've worked with a lot of people so the fact that three or four people were really vocal about the fact that they messed up and tried to turn it around on me and then relied on my reputation from the last one to make it seem like I was difficult. It's such a cop-out in so many ways when people do that. You know what it reminds me of? And some of you are going to think this is like maybe crossing the line or whatever, but this is what it really reminded me of. When I was growing up, I hung out with girls that were um, sexually active, you know. And so growing up in a smaller community, girls that are sexually active get a reputation as being sluts. And I wasn't out at the time, but I was their gay friend whether they realized it or not I was their gay friend. Everybody was playing along like I was straight including me But I still played the role of the gay friend and I had no Judgment towards them for being You know sexually active. I didn't care but like in a small town like that people consider them sluts so And this is a little bit of a trigger warning and it's not a nice story but it's just what this reminds me of what would happen was and i saw this happen more than once not literally saw it happen from beginning to end but was there for the parts of it and being the shoulder to cry on later for my friends what would happen was it'd be a girl with the reputation she would be my friend and then like a football player or some really popular guy would start talking to her at a party or after a party you know everybody's just drinking and being drunk kids and she would get you know smitten and be like this football player really likes me he's popular and he doesn't care about what it is my reputation is and like you know i would see them sweet talking things to girls i would see what they were doing in that way but i didn't wasn't old enough to realize the way anything worked like that i was just like well that's cute you know what i mean after i saw it happen a couple times then i got like i hope we're not going there again but what would happen was My friends would like say drive out to the desert with them or they'd ask my friends to like, you know Accompany them out to the desert. We were surrounded by desert and then when they would get out to the desert my friends Just because they were sexually active didn't mean they always were saying yes to everybody That's just the reputation that they had and on more than one occasion friends of mine told these popular guys No and the popular guys just went ahead and did what they wanted to do with them anyway. And the, the thinking on that was that nobody's going to believe this girl that everybody thinks is a slut anyway because she's got a bad reputation. So I can basically do anything I want with her and treat her like a throwaway after because, you know, none of these guys even... Though it still wouldn't be acceptable, but none of these guys wanted any type of relationship or to hang out with these girls after that And like I said, this happened on more than one occasion and if anybody from my town were to ever say anything about it I could name names. I've chosen not to all these years and I'm sure statute of limitations they can't get in trouble anyway, but like, you know, I Remember a few of the times that it happened and who it happened with and what you know, what the deal was because like I said, my friends told me. And so I feel like that's a lot of what happens with me is everybody knows that they can basically do what they want to and then lie about me because everybody's gonna believe it anyway because I already have a bad reputation. And really, I would tell you guys otherwise, cause I don't care when I'm an asshole. Like, you know, there are times when I'm an asshole. There's also times when I yell at people and I shouldn't yell at people Um, because it's still not really appropriate, but sometimes I do get mad. Like there was one particular person that I'll admit I did yell at in this particular project and it was because they hadn't kept their word and they weren't doing what they were doing. And I already had Ralph over here fucking up or had already dropped out after not doing anything that he said he was supposed to do. Just the I'm gonna guy, which like, you know, living up to what everybody had said about him being a blowhard, which I'm not saying any names on that but a lot of people said that you know uh, but you know it is what it is but then I have this other person that's supposed to be helping me out and then they don't do what they're supposed to do and it had been like you know a couple weeks before that they had hit me up and said that they were going to do what they were supposed to do. Um, So you know for me it was just like I got frustrated because I was just like you didn't even do what you were supposed to do So then they made a plan and I hadn't yelled at them or anything yet Um, What happened was they didn't show up to a particular thing that we were all doing They weren't following the the thread, you know, so that they could know where it was they were supposed to be They just weren't paying attention and they had volunteered to help with this particular part and so then when we get to the day that we're all supposed to meet there They don't show up and we don't know what it is they're going to use. So the technical guy is like, "Okay, well, I don't know what we need to use or what we're going to use from there. So I don't know what extra equipment I should bring. And if worse comes to worse, I can rent it. But, you know, it would save you some money because obviously when he says he could rent it then that means that I'm the one that has to put out the money because really I'm renting it. It's not for his project. It's for my project. So, you know, and I didn't have any feelings about that. I didn't think he was supposed to incur that cost. Like it makes perfect sense that if I need something rented, it's my show. I have to rent it, which was eventually what ended up happening. But you know, when I contacted the person that was supposed to be in charge of that, they hit me up and they were like, all right, well, I'll meet you down there tonight. And so I'm like, okay, then we'll meet down there tonight. And that night, it was like a Saturday. Maybe it was a Friday. But I I really didn't feel like going out. And not for any other reason, but just I was tired. And I, you know, have been doing a lot of stuff. Because I really have been on it when it comes to... Dieting and working out and doing stuff the way that I'm supposed to do because I really feel like all of that is important Not only for my health, but also for marketing purposes and I'm naked on Instagram all the time and you guys know how I do So like it's hot girl summer anyway, but the point is I've been really on it with everything I was supposed to do so I was feeling tired, but This is business, so I need to be there. So I was asked to be there so that we could figure this stuff out, and so if I didn't want to hang out, I don't have to hang out, but I definitely do have to show up in order to see what equipment we're using and also what, in their opinion, we need and what they have so that I can take pictures of it or they can explain it to me and then I can relay it to the guy so we know what we need to rent or what extra equipment he needs to bring to go with that. And so I'm sitting at the bar for maybe like 45 minutes. And this is no exaggeration, like 45 minutes, I'm sitting at the bar. And so I don't see the person there that's supposed to be helping out. And so I send them a message after sitting at the bar for 45 minutes. And I'm like, hey, do you have any idea what time you're gonna get here? And then they tell me that they got there earlier and they decided to leave. because they weren't feeling well. And I was just like, well, you didn't think that you should maybe text me and let me know that you weren't feeling well after we made a plan to actually meet here and you're the only reason that I took a shower and got dressed because you know I didn't want to look like a scrap because it was a Friday night and we're meeting at a bar and so I made sure that I looked presentable You know, I wasn't going to go all out at the same time, but I really did make sure that I looked like I should be at that point doing business, you know, like, and I'm not a suit and tie guy, but, you know, I made sure that I looked presentable. And so I sat at the bar for 45 minutes only to message them and find out that they weren't even going to be there and they didn't think to tell me. And so I was just like, you know, then I did start to get frustrated and I was like, all right, well, if you're not going to help, then just say you're not going to help. Like, don't have me thinking that you're going to help. And then I come down here and I spend my time sitting at a bar when I don't even feel like sitting at a bar. And then you don't think you're not even courteous enough to tell me that you're not going to make it after all. Instead, I have to message you. And I really did get Annoyed at that point and I was tired and I had had it and I did Raise my voice and I did yell and I said don't worry about it. Just don't bug me for anything Don't act like you really respect me because you clearly don't like there were several times before that When yeah, it was a little frustrating that they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing But it wasn't exactly crunch time yet. This was crunch time. This is when we actually had to get our shit in gear, especially when you know that my partner has dropped out on me, which wasn't my fault. Like I said, it's just, you know, they were silly enough to let people get in their heads, which... Open micers, don't let people get in your heads. I can't stress that enough. And I know I've said it already, but don't let people get. And this isn't just open micers, just anybody. If somebody that's actually worth the fuck, because, yeah, people can talk shit about me all they want. But the things that I do actually do come out right. And I was told that, you know, laughed out, wouldn't make money the first year. That's what everybody says about Comedy festivals And I Made that make money Yeah Jaws and Steven Helped But like That part I was Yeah So, and that's something neither of them can deny. And so, like, you know, when that's the way I work and you know that and that's the real thing you should be worried about and we haven't had any of the problems that are supposedly my reputation, we hadn't had those problems. Even the night that he messed up at Chancla's, like, what happened was afterwards in the car we had to talk about it and I did tell him before that, I was like, I don't even know if I want to bring you anymore just because... This shouldn't happen and I don't want to take this problem with me to El Paso because I've already been through Unprofessional behavior before and at first he was trying to act like, you know It was just like this guy took longer and that took longer and then he just finally admitted That he had gotten bummed out because he had bombed and so he started drinking there and it took him longer to finish his drinks and I was like Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I don't want to be waiting extra long because you're drinking like that's not you don't hold another person up because you feel like you need to have drinks like that's not the way a professional situation works. And so. He did cop to that and he did like fully own it and like I told him because you know I waited for him to sober up to really have that conversation with him and I told him look this doesn't have to be something that we continuously talk about and I'm not mad about it like you know just you admitted it that's what it was don't let anything like that happen again I don't care if you drink or not just don't make me wait extra long because you want to drink. Which I know some people will still act like that's out of line, but I'm not going to change my idea of what professionalism is like that is not professional behavior. So, yes, if I had been being a stickler, I would have kept writing him about that. But true to my word, when I said that I was over that, I was over it. And I really didn't even think about it until just this week because you know i mean like if i was if i was simmering about it or stewing about it i would have brought it up last week when i was doing my thing it was only when he started lying about things i was like if he wanted to say that i was an asshole that night even then it wasn't being an asshole it was just being very stern about the fact that we're going to be professional or we're not going to work together so you know that's what that was I just don't really know what any of the people that are mad at me Really expect from me. Are they thinking that? because They don't think that you should have to be professional in stand-up comedy, which is a profession That I should start thinking that people don't have to be professional Because that's not gonna happen and when people say negative things about me on the internet, or in general what they need to remember is I'm the kind of person that When people say negative things about me, it builds up a callus for me So it doesn't hurt that people say these things about me because people have been saying the same stuff over and over I will respond to it on my podcast because that's how my podcast was designed. It really was to make sure that when people started talking crazy about me that i was able to have a platform for the people that want to hear it um what the actual story is you know like that's what my podcast was originally intended for then i'm going to change the focus of it it's going to stay unbothered you know i'm not going to change the name or anything like that and i'll still talk about things that bother me but i'll just hang out less and less with people Because like I said, you know, like I don't my feelings don't get hurt about the things people say about me because I feel like, yeah, people always lie about me. Maybe my feelings would get hurt if anybody said anything was true and it really resonated, which is why people lie about me, because what I say about them is true and they don't want to face that truth. So instead of owning that, they try to turn it into it must be my behavior or character flaw with me, even if I haven't been mean to them. And so um, but, you know, not talking to a lot of people or some people and it's not even like I don't even want to make it sound like that because really tonight I went out, like I said, and everybody was great with me and I wasn't approaching people because I don't know who's like cool and who's not being cool. So I let people approach me and everybody approached me and, you know, all the people that approached me are cool. Uh, You know, like I said, Brad Golby, when I saw him you know he couldn't face me because i was sitting center stage and he turned his body completely did a set like this uh no lie i even took a picture of it and put it on my instagram live because it was just such a like not manly move like you know he tried to like show some bravado by like blowing a kiss at me when he first got on stage but he didn't even make eye contact for it. it was like i don't know who you did that for but you just made yourself look silly like Everybody that was there was like, yeah, that seems silly. Like, why did he blow a kiss at you for, you know, like people didn't know that he is mad at me or, or that I don't care for him because I'm not even mad at him. I just don't. When I said he was a non-issue and when I brought him up, I guess, yeah, he should be extra insulted because I was just really trying to let everybody know what the level of nobody that Ralph was paying attention to was because he's not an issue he's not funny he hasn't been doing it long enough he's just a complete non-issue but that was one of the people that ralph brought up to me so i was just trying to paint that picture for people but like if people choose not to hang out with me i don't mind that because it just makes it so i focus even more on the stuff that i'm supposed to be doing because when people are hanging out with me and being cool with me If you guys have paid attention to my life at all, people are always inviting me places. So like even tonight, I went to Rick's Rolling Smoke because Fitzy asked me to be there. And I went to go see him because like I said, we're going to work together or whatever. But if I have people that are mad at me and don't invite me places like I said I can be even more laser focused on what I was supposed to be doing I spent about two hours there an hour and a half however long the show was there was you know I stayed for everybody I watched everybody go up Mike Faverman was on the show which I love Mike Faverman he used to run the four funny fuckers show and you know we've been friends all the way since LA and so I love Mike Faverman so when I saw he was headlining I was like okay I'm definitely gonna watch Mike Faverman then I sat and talked afterwards you know with some of the comics fitzy and this guy I met keith i can't remember keith's last name was it keith jensen um but i don't know he was really cool uh and we were chatting for a little bit he knew me from online but that was my first time meeting him and so you know i spent probably two hours there like i said maybe even three because i think i got to the gym no i it had to be two but you know say everybody really was mad at me i wouldn't even been done that and that would have been two hours more that i could have been doing the other stuff that i was supposed to doing excuse me supposed to be doing and uh you know now it's four forty nine a.m and i'm just finishing recording unbothered so That shows you how behind, and also this guy hit me up, which like I told you guys, I don't have anybody I'm seeing, but there are some of the people that I hook up with that I have more fun with than others, and this one that I haven't talked to in a while just hit me up out of nowhere and said the magic words, which was, I believe, I want you in my throat was what he said. This is the way people talk to me, and yes, I'm fine with it. It's sexy actually. But that's what he said. And I was like, now, because if it's now, I can do it. If it's later, then we're gonna have to skip it for tonight. And he was like, actually, I can head over right now. And you know, head over right now means him making in 15 to 20 minutes. So that took 15 to 20 minutes off then i decided to make my steak because that's what i was going to do to begin with and so you know there was just a lot going on so either way this is when unbothered comes out and technically unbothered was supposed to come out yesterday but i you know I'm going to make it so it's every Wednesday again, you know, because I missed last week it was a Thursday and this week it's obviously going to be a Thursday. So I'm going to make it so that it's on the schedule it's supposed to be on. But at the same time, life happens very naturally for me. So I'm not going to pretend like I really care about what's going on. And I'm also, like I said, not going to change what it is I think is professionalism and the way that I want the people that are on shows with me to behave like that's just going to get even more like not necessarily stringent but just more matter-of-fact like it is gonna become where I don't have conversations with people if they're late they're just gonna stay wherever they're at and I'll use local talent or have a comic that I can pick up on the way come feature for me like either way it'll get figured out maybe I'll do the whole hour and a half myself and take their money too you know so I you know because I'm sure that's an option in a lot of places that I go. If I were just like, all right, well, just pay me what you're going to pay them, and I'll do the full hour and a half. You have a host, so the host can do their 15 minutes. Maybe even let the host stretch for do 20, and then I only have to do an hour and 25. But either way, I got this. So if people don't show up on time, I'm just going to leave them where they're at and be like, all right, well, maybe I'll catch you on another one highly unlikely we're probably done working together but at least then you can't say i'm mean or you can't say that i wasn't nice or whatever i don't owe you to sit around and wait for you that's just not the way my life is going to work nothing's going to change haters so for the haters that are like you know i think ty rivera is this type of person ty rivera doesn't care what you think what kind of person he is ty rivera is old enough to know the person that he really is like that's one thing i know me and i know my heart i know my thinking i know what it is i get done i know how it is i produce so how much can i really really like come on you guys anyway stand bothered.